the car guy. I got a question. What should the, the guests say when you pop on the Zoom and you're sitting in your fucking car? Do they think we're just clowns or what? I mean, I think they think I'm like some traveling circus clown. I don't know. But I tell them, this is my place to do pods. This is where literally nobody can interfere. It's like an artist getting in a studio. You know what I mean? They just get in the zone. I'm in my car. I could choose to drive away at any moment, too. You know, I could go anywhere I wanted, Nick. But I'm sure people will roll their eyes a little bit. Where, where are you recording? Are we in uh, Italy or what country are we in today? Yeah, that would be, I mean, that's a good, I wish we could, we could do something more with it, like um, videos and all that to show it. We should. It's a good little, it's unique. It's like a bit that you call, the comedian boys call it like a bit. I think it's cool. I think it's good in finding like a space to be productive. Like right now, so I am in Italy and I'm in my apartment and I'm, it's very tough because we're in the red zone right now. So it's like a prison, like it was last year. To like go find, I usually work at cafes or, you know, in places where there's some energy and, and like, I know when I go there, I'm getting shit done. Right. You know, I'm not really a work at home type person. Cause this is where I relax and do all that. So I'm trying to, um, find space. You know, I did a decent last quarantine, but you know, after being basically out of quarantine since last May, you know, I was in, um, um, Italy was wide open. No one gave a bleep. And then I went uh, back to Minnesota for a little bit. They went right to Mexico. So I haven't really dealt with this shit for a long time. And coming back into it, it's like, what the hell? But that's the first thing I wanted to hit on was, you know, a year later in Italy. I think it officially started like a week ago, you know, early March. I remember when it hit. That was pretty wicked. But these Italians, besides the summer, they've been in this shit again since like last October. And I've been talking to people who, um, you know, who I made friends with last year, you know, all over Italy. It's like these people are like zombies now. I mean, they're fucked up. I mean, this has been a long time and it's like, when does it end? You know, hopefully with me being here, I'm a lucky boy. It'll, it'll be ending pretty soon and it'll be, it'll be fun. But yeah, it's just, I don't get it. Like, and here's the thing. Here's the really weird thing. I'm going on a little rant. The Italian people are like loud and passionate. And like when they speak, it's like, you think they're coming at you. And it's like, you would think those kind of people would be totally against uh, the rules and all that shit. But it's the exact opposite. Like if I don't have my fucking mask on outside, I'm like, I'm killing their whole family. I mean, the eyes, the stares I get, I'm like, and that's not good. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, I'm not by you. I'm outside. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to freaking breathe and, and whatever, but people are like scared of each other. You know, you know me, like I love talking to people on the streets and doing all that, but everyone's like, it's bad. And it, it, it's total, like, you know, this is the whole conspiracy shit. And you know, there's, there's two sides to it, but they divided everyone, made everyone scared, made everyone not know what the fuck to do and hide in your room and, and cry and, and just listen to the government. They'll fix everything. They told me last year, oh, just two weeks, just two weeks. Now I just heard that shit again when I got here. Yeah, just two weeks, just two weeks. I mean, when you give power to these kind of people, it's tough to, to take it back. And that's why you know I think Americans, a lot of them are so defiant on it. Well, and I was going to say, when they're giving you the evil eyes on the street, do you think it comes from, I mean, you obviously you're, there's obviously white people in Italy, right? Um, but you might, you know, you, you might look American. America may have gotten a terrible rap from this entire thing. People think that, you know, our country handled it terribly, this, that. Maybe they're looking at you like, oh my God, he's like a foreign terrorist. He's going to spread the virus. The American virus is worse than the Italian virus. I don't know. People are losing their minds. They might think that or something. And, uh, I just want to rewind too for any listener that doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Nick was in Italy a year ago when this whole virus blew up into absolute hysteria. At first it was like a small seed in China. It was like a folk tale, I remember. And then all of a sudden it hit all these mainstream media outlets here. NBA is getting canceled. Tom Hanks is getting COVID. And Nick had been saying for a couple of weeks, dude, this is going to hit America. Like this is going to be bad. It's not the end of the world, but you got to take it seriously. And I, I did not listen to you for a while. I was like, Nick, what the, what the hell are you talking about? But you saw everything before America did. Uh, you, you know, had to travel around with papers before America did. So it's interesting that a year later, I would have thought, you know, Italy would have been a, ahead of the curb. Like it would have been a utopia now, but I don't know. What, uh, what do you think is next in Italy? Yeah, let me answer your first question. Like the north of Italy is super white. Like, I don't, I don't really stick out that bad, especially how I dress. I dress pretty European. So 
Just when I start, yeah, just before I start speaking um, English, then obviously it's different. But no, you I just American at all. I mean, not, more, more they, I look very similar to a lot of these people. They're not like uh, the ones you see in the movies or type shit. I mean, there's the the north of Italy is very Germanic, you know, like uh, blue eyes and white white skin, blah blah blah. But I don't know. I don't think it's the. I think it's kind of like you know you see in the news. Oh, America's so stupid, and they did this and they did that. But my whole point is like, yo, these people are supposed to be the super passionate, don't tell me what to do type. But they're the ones that are like, no, put your mask on or your 400 euros and like, you know, this kind of crap. And it's like, OK, I get it. There's been a lot of deaths here. There's a lot of older people here. It's terrible. But it's just weird. Like the um, like when when shit hits the fan or hits, it's like they, they just like fold up and go hide in their room and not question anything. When Italy's known for corruption, like this vaccine thing got really like someone selling it. Uh, Sicily took like 90 percent of the money, the mafioso. Like, so why are you believing these people? You know what I mean, it's like I don't get it. And then the summer was amazing. Right. We didn't have no restrictions, nothing. And by the time I left is when it started hitting again. And in the fall since then, it's been, you know, basically shit shuts down at six. You know, you can't do much, can't travel as much. So, yeah, I just I just don't get like the, the mind thing. But then you look back. I mean, Italians were fascist, fascist. Um, in World War II with Mussolini. So they're like kind of like the, maybe the big leader. Um, Italy's been ran by kingdoms and empires and um, since basically uh, Augustus. You know what I mean? Like there's been a king in place. So maybe that is like it's in the blood, you know, following orders. A lot of Europeans, they followed orders like for a long time. You know what I mean? All the different kingdoms and all these different things. And then Americans, on the other hand, like our ancestors were fucking, hey, screw you guys. We're going to do our own thing. And Maybe that's why we are so defiant, but there's so much crap with this virus. And I don't like to be that the conspiracy guy. I just don't like when it starts like affecting me personally. Like, yeah, Yo, you better do this. You better do that. Look, I'm not trying to infect you, your brother, your sister and your grandma. You know what I mean? But I got to live my life because what's happened to a lot of my friends that I've met here. I mean, they're like shelves of what they were. I mean, this sitting in your room nonstop and being scared, that's not good for you. You know what I mean? But we're beating a dead freaking horse. Anyways, I'm back in Italy. Life's fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, Couple more weeks and hopefully the restrictions uh, loosen up. Plus, I'm kind of glad to relax a little bit because Mexico, <laughs> Mexico took uh, took me for a ride. Take a little dopamine out of your uh, sales. Yeah, I mean we we dropped the episode. Jake um, wrote the blog, um, so everyone kind of heard what happened there. Now, Mexico was freaking amazing. It was amazing. I didn't realize just how um, inexpensive the country was, how safe it is if you're not stupid. A lot of good people. I mean, here's my problem, too. So I come from where COVID didn't exist in the Riviera Maya to, to Italy back in lockdowns. So that's a big issue I'm having. It's like I've seen these people live totally normal. Everything is great. The clubs were open. No one gave a, a bleep. And I come here and it's like it's a different world. You know what I mean? But Mexico was great. I felt more free than I've I felt way more free than being in America. Like it was, you do what you want. Unless if you don't step on the wrong toes, you you do what you want. It's, it's an amazing place. So much to see too. I didn't know. I stayed in the Yucatan Peninsula and I, I think I could have traveled there for six, four months, not seeing everything. I mean, it was freaking nuts. So, and actually, as we get going here, quick question on yourself. What about your psychology, Nick? Because I mean, I'm, you're unlike a lot of people I've, Matt, nonetheless, hosted a podcast with, um, which I've never done. But what about your psychology makes traveling so appealing to you? Is it the comfort zone thing, constantly being like kind of on your toes, thinking what's next? How do I, how do I survive, survive in advance type of thing? Or is it, you know, you're actually intrigued by the different countries on planet Earth or what, what is it in your psychology? Because you, every, anybody listening to this right now is like, wait, like he's been to six countries in the past year like what's going on like explain this for people last year i think i was probably in maybe 10 or 15 with that whole covid shit going on too and i mostly stayed in italy because i wanted to see everything you know closed there's no tourists basically in the summer it was freaking amazing um my psychology yeah i mean i've definitely been a different duck my whole life and doing unique things and not like getting in routines and whatnot and it's kind of moved into what you said too like experiencing the new culture you know what i mean but like all the travel people say there's there's a certain high you get when you go to a new place or you're just thrown out you know by yourself a lot of time i do it by myself too and that's like the ultimate you know out of the comfort zone type deal but 
a lot of it's just a better lifestyle. You know what I mean? And I like not having to like a car in America to so drive different places. And, and like, so, I mean, the fall, I went to new Orleans and then I went to Tampa during the super bowl. That was really cool. So maybe it's where I'm at in America, but there's something about being around just different people and, you know, the whole pattern recognition and your brain's like, you know, on, on full. Cause you have no patterns. You know what I mean? You're just what, what lit, is, uh, lit up. What is pattern recognition? What is that all about? you know, getting into your autopilot, like, you know, back home. So like, oh, you, you drive to work and you go to the same grocery store and you sit down and watch, you know, Netflix or whatever. I mean, when I was back in the States, dude, I was like, I, it was tough. It was really tough because the lockdown too. So you couldn't really do shit, but I'm like, it just doesn't, didn't feel like I was living at all. And I mean, and then, then I realized too, like, you know, the past, I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, a million some dollars and I can go be in a yacht and the Mediterranean. But then it's like, holy shit, I can do that now. And I can do it when I'm young. Like <laughs> you don't need that. Like, it just blows away your your um, preconceptions. That's another big part too. Is the, the learning? You know, I sound like a cliche travel person, but it's like holy shit. Like you know, ninety percent of what I thought was right isn't, and it's like a constant like journey of learning more and more, which is you know addicting with my personality. Yeah, and uh, obviously you play. And don't your- forget the girls. The girls is our big one. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know if I was allowed to talk about your your escapades out, uh, out wherever you are, but yeah, you you meet quite a few, you know, in every city you go to. I'm sure. Look at your style. I mean, how can you not? Your magneticism. Is that a word? Um, that was funny. Remember, um, I think you went to Allie, and yep. uh, was it she that said like I was magnetic? And I've been doing that affirmation for like two years now. I am magnetic. That was kind of trippy. I just remember that. No, um, I know. You, you told me you, you told me you liked that one. I started doing that one. I yeah, I cycle in between a few of them. That's another big. Uh, it's like a backbone of this podcast, Nick. Affirmations. No, I, I think those totally changed my life. 110 percent. I can literally. I don't care if this is um, a placebo, but after before I do them and after I do them, I can literally feel my brain like change. Like it's the mindset. It's crazy. You, you've, you've, so oh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, I don't care if what people think about it anymore. At first it was like, holy shit. I hope nobody walks in on me, like doing these affirmations. Like, I'll like quickly hide my notebook. Like, it's like a scene in a movie. Like I'm Harry Potter in the attic, but now it's like people will walk in. I won't even break stride. I'll be like, what's up? Like, just keep going. Yeah. It like finally tunes my brain in the morning. It's like damn near as important as coffee, water for me. And, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of interesting guests on that kind of talk about the same thing. Like you realize people that have done stiff stuff, sorry, always have kind of the same life hacky information that they like to do and affirmations in one form or another is always up there. And, uh, I'd love to get like an affirmation scientist on at some point to really dig into why it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it reminds me of Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss podcast. Like he, his whole gimmick is um, not gimmick, but his whole thing is take these world-class people, whatever, you know, they did chess player and CEO and, and figure out what they do. That's similar. And he wrote the book uh, tools of Titans. And there's so many similar things, you know, the top people do. And I mean, a lot of it's like basic stuff that is just, it's easy said, but people just don't do it. You know what I mean, it's, it's kind of weird, but anyone that's done these affirmations, that, that I talked to, like they said it's worked. So I don't know why anyone wouldn't freaking just try it. You know what I mean? But people are lazy. And unless you're going in with uh, the attitude that you're like going to disprove it, right? Because then you're already shooting yourself in the foot. And I don't want to uh, sound, you know, holier than thou, but I'm just saying this has changed both of our lives. It's a great tool. But Nick, what do you got? I feel like you're rapid fire rune. You're ready to go, ready for the next topic. Uh, let's get a little meta. Um, you said holier than thou. Didn't we have some comments? Well, we did, we did, yeah. We won't name, we won't name, but yeah, we had one uh, one listener get back to us say, sometimes your marketing's a little holier than thou, you know, it's kind of in your face, listen to this or else, which always good advice and I appreciate hearing back. I wish we heard back from more people, honestly. I wish we like kind of got dragged through the mud at points because I'm sure you could drag us through the mud, but um, Nick, what do you think about that? Because I mean, I don't think we're intentionally trying to be holier than thou. I just... I think we bring some good value through these guests to the table and it's free. <laughs> it's fucking free and you can learn something no matter what. And I feel like our, uh, you know, our main core themes of the podcast and our guests are starting to emerge 
and uh, it's exciting. But thoughts? Yeah. So um, we really kind of stress the, the living bold and all that, and I can see how some people are like, you know, well, I, I I make the point too all the time is, hey, if you're happy with doing whatever, if it's the nine to five or any of that crap, then you're happy. That's all that freaking matters. You know what I mean? But I mean, this is kind of what we focus on is, yo, be bold. And, and, and we're going to obviously with marketing too, you have to do dumb shit to get attention. You know what I mean? And I would hope that anyone that's, you know, listened in depth with our stuff, it's not like, Hey, we're hundred percent, right. We do all this stuff. We never do that. You know what I mean? But the problem is too, is um, passion. When passion gets involved, like then, then it's like, Oh dude, who the fuck does this kid think he is? But I think that's my, my best thing when I start getting going you know what I mean? And here's the thing is like, I think it's congruent because I lived this life. <laughs> like I've been doing crazy shit. And what I speak about, I do. So I think I can get away with it. Um, but I get it too. It's like, you, you never want to listen to those people, especially if it's fake, you know, if it's, they're saying this and they're not doing that, but no, I mean, I appreciate the comment. This dude, he actually listens to a lot of it too. And it's good to hear it, but it's like, okay, how do you balance it? And it's not like we're purposely trying to sound like we're the you know we just try to motivate you i guess take something from this and put it in your own life at the same time it uh it motivates me doing the podcast motivates me to stay congruent as well and try to really learn from these people um going back to what you said about being bold i mean yeah all these people are bold in some way it's not like we're saying you have to uh you have to quit your job you got to do what Hannah Linnea is doing. You got to get a sex change, become a girl life coach. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to absolutely replicate these people's lives. It's just, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's main themes that keep popping up around not really listening to the status quo, the haters, because you'll have haters anytime you're trying to try to do something. I'm sure I've been laughed at behind the scenes a million times about this podcast alone, which I appreciate. That means I'm doing something different. Um, I don't know. It's just over time, as you listen to the podcast, I think you'll pick up on similar themes. And uh, yeah, I, I hope I actually hope we have more feedback like that. That guy was a reputable guy. He's one of my buddies. And um, yeah, feel free to take a shot at me whenever you want. I'm sure, Nick, you don't really care as you sit there in your bandana and chains. <laughs> Speaking of Hannah Lene, she's blowing up right now. That's and that's crazy. It's like a a niche about uh, how you view your body basically. And she's just posting those reels and like the poses and all that stuff, but she's starting to blow up now. She's gotten clients online. I mean, you know, someone did something during the quarantine. That's what she did. And like created this, this kind of niche thing. And it goes into the other big niche who's freaking blown up is um, Aaron Kubel. We had the, the Cairo on last year in quarantine. This dude's like being talked about nationwide because He's like kind of going at um, kind of the woo woo of chiropractory. And um, so I know like I love chiropractor getting cracked up. I don't care what they do or what they say, but he's like, oh, we got to go evidence based. And he's he's like, I talked to him um, when I was back in the States and he's basically, you know, like I'm kind of taking on this role and I'm trying to build my brand and all these different things. And so he's kind of using the, the chiropractors that are getting pissed off at him. But he's like, hey, I actually believe in this, but hey, I'll take on the villain role. You know what I mean? And he's got 115,000 TikTok people now and he's making money online through his practice. And he's like the handsome TikTok guy or TikTok chiropractor. So that's pretty cool to see like the people that we've had on like really doing shit. And that means more than anything because if we weren't doing this podcast and putting ourselves out there, you know, we wouldn't be connected to a lot of these people. You know what I mean? So I'd rather be connected to these people than the people who are laughing in the background. But You'd be surprised. I don't think many do laugh in the background. Did you say too? some people came to you and said, hey, this is really cool. This is neat. Weren't they girls, too? Oh, I'm they sure. They said it was I'm... sexy. They said it was. You were oh, yeah. They kid me. They're like, God, you are actually so hot because you do this stuff. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, there was. A, oh, yeah. No. Who was that? God, I can't remember. But no, yeah. People are starting to, you know, take notice. Um, it's fun. It's not for attention at the end of the day. I genuinely think it helps me as a person. And Nick, I mean, you've talked to so many different people through this. We both have. It's just fun to be a part of the uh, the industry. Um, Aaron Patton, new age influencer. He was on a few weeks ago. It's fun. We have a little uh, podcaster called Mondays, 730 Central Minnesota time. And uh, 
<laughs> this got me thinking because it's fun being part of you know the podcast groups, and we got a we got a call full of podcasters on there that he sets up. Nick, you made an appearance on there. I couldn't make it the first time. You caused a scene in there. You caused a scene on that on that call. Very first thing I get asked when I you know come back in the second week. Hey, George, how did Nick's date go? Like, how did Nick's date go? Like, everybody's like, what What happened? What happened? I was like, oh, my God, what did you do? Because you told me you were on the call with, like, a big Hawaiian chains drinking before a date. You're kind of making a name for yourself. Your personal brand's evolving here through Bowl. Yeah, that was funny. I was in um, um, Mexico, and I was at the Shisha Lounge, and you couldn't do the meeting. And he's doing, like, this free consulting thing for podcasters. Super cool. Aaron Patton, because he, he made a really good podcast, The New Age um, Influencers. And I'm like, fuck, well, <laughs> I was drinking these mezcal mango drinks. I was smoking shisha. I had the, yeah, the Hawaiian on and obviously all my little accessories. And they, they were riled up. It was a good first uh, first time. But, yeah, that's super cool. See, we, we're getting that free value because we reached out to him. Now we're he's helping us behind the scenes. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. His story is freaking wicked. We, I mean, we had the episode with him, you and him. Yeah, no, that was wild. He uh, obviously had the nine to five. He was, and, not, and we're not saying nine to fives are wrong. I have a nine to five as well, but he was unfulfilled. If you're feeling unfulfilled, that's a kind of a telltale sign. Might not be for you. He took the jump. He made a podcast and now he's got blue check marks all over the place. He's kind of mastered the art of getting people on and he likes to give back to the pod community, but I'll that's the number one thing though. And I've said a million times with this podcasting thing. And he said it too, Aaron, is it's the ultimate networking tool, you know, screw LinkedIn. If you want to make a network and stuff, make a podcast. I mean, the amount of leverage and people you see. Um, so Renee Barr, um, she introduced me to her, her nephew who is a big time dude and me and him to have developed a great relationship. So I met her on the street. She's an author, had her on. She liked how I thought and liked me. We developed a good relationship and she connected me with a big time dude. And I'm hoping um, he wants to come on, hoping to get him on the next month or so, but just in my personal life. I mean, that's ridiculous. You think if I sent him a LinkedIn request, they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's talk. No, this fucking dude has got, you know, 50 different businesses and doing all these different stuff. So like a uniquely networking is a big thing that all these top dudes talk about. That's why I used to always go to the cigar lounge because- no, what the hell are you doing? You're a young kid in here, and but you're, you're face-to-face with them. They're not talking to you over LinkedIn. How do you, you know, do against the grain networking? And podcasting is number freaking one. And that's what we talk about all the time is, well, besides the shirts, we have never monetized Bold Perceptions. We just made our, our first product. It's a sweet shirt, the Bold shirt. And, um, but how do we get paid from this? It's from our, our, our network and the people we meet. And you can't, like see it in the money signs, but in your life, you're getting paid through a, some certain way. Unless you listen to the, you know, the buy Bitcoin now podcast when it was low, then that, there's some monetization for you. But um, no, it's interesting too, because the uniquely networking thing, Aaron, the new age influencer guy is a big proponent of podcasts being like a, an, an asset in and of itself. That's appreciating because all these jobs, Nick, you talked about it with me the other day, Rogan said this, all these jobs are getting uh, automated, right? Humans are, there's just less, there's going to be less jobs available as the workforce evolves over the next few years. And obviously technology is exponentially increasing and there, there won't be that much human to human interaction outside of human driven industries like podcasting. Cause you can't have a robot on a freaking pod, right? I mean, this is going to become something that you I mean, you can do, you can multitask with it. You can get shit done while listening to a podcast. I was concerned with Aaron. I was like, is there enough money available in the podcast industry to, you know, have it keep escalating like this? And he's like, a hundred percent, like this is only the beginning. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. The the future of society is interesting. I think podcasting is kind of something that's here to stay. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's it goes in the whole like um, the future, the artist and the creator type people are going to be making the money because, you know, a lot of the jobs and everyone says this. Oh, you know, they said uh, when the buggy or the car was made, you know, all the horse people go to business. Now there's more new jobs. OK, we're getting to a point with technology that a lot of things are going to get taken care of with the AI and the robots. But, you know, what are the things at the end 
that are the last things the robots are going to take over. It's like the creativity of the human. You know what I mean, anyone, they can flip the freaking burgers and do all that. But, you know, you know, I bet in the future that the AI can do the podcast. But for now, you know, the art and the creative shit, Mark Cuban said it, they all say it, that, that the future is going to be driven by your, you know, your own personal brand. I was listening to the Badass Digital Nomad podcast. I tried getting her on. Um, a way for us is like commenting on people's photos and then going to their DMs to try to get them on. So I tried doing with her and um, she was saying the same thing, like, yo, like everyone's a brand now. And like, that's probably how we're going to be making money in the future. So what kind of skills, what things can you stack to to be a value to people when, you know, other professions aren't out there anymore? And then if you can do that, you can also do the whole um, location independent income, you know, trying to go through online. That's a big thing for me, what I want to do. But yeah, I think uh, I agree with this one. question where do you think real estate and houses are trending right now because if with COVID kind of exposed that you you know you can go remote airbnb's got more popular verbal's got more popular it's just you and your laptop baby you can make money online there's a bunch of examples on our podcast obviously a ton of people do it um but where do you think the future of like a static house is i don't think you're gonna be buying a static house anytime soon you're a freaking adventurer but in general, where do you think that's going? Do you think COVID has impacted that? Or do you think this is just a blip in the, you know, the timeline? I mean, you see the market now, it's freaking insane because the rates are so low, the interest rates and all that. So, I mean, people are paying freaking millions of dollars for, for shacks and all that. Inventory is so low too. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cities, that's why a lot of people stay there so they can go to their job. Now people are going away because they can get more. They get outside the city. Um yeah, I mean, I hope here's what I, I, I get scared about. And uh, my my buddy brought this up too, is this transition to the online world. And everyone's like, oh, we never needed the office, the nine to five, and we can work online. Well, what's to stop them from saying, why am I paying, you know, this guy, this American, $100,000 a year when I can pay uh, the Indian uh, 20000 you know, from India. And that's what I'm worried about is like, okay, hey, they realize they don't need the people in the office and coming in. So we're going to outsource everything. Like they outsource all the jobs to China, you know, the manufacturing, but now what if they outsource all the, the desk work, the nine to five people, you know, I think the politicians will probably step in and do something. Well, hopefully, I mean, they didn't with the China stuff, but that's a problem too is okay. So, and there'll always be a use for in-person like meetings and stuff. You know what I mean, like people, you know, come in the office once a week, but like I've been telling on this podcast, it's the best thing that ever happened for me. Like my, my lifestyle got really mainstream and like normalized. So that means there's more options available for, you know, when, when pe more people hit this like industry, shit becomes cheaper, right? And more opportunities are available. So, I mean, do I think I won't buy a static home? I'll probably buy something in a, in a country, try to get citizenship. And then you just got to rent it out. Know what I mean? But you're right. I have a very tough time staying in a place more than, you know, say six months at this point in my life. Right. Yeah, you can turn it into uh, Bold Perceptions headquarters, painted orange, you know, hang up all these shirts that we're selling, this, that. But that begs the question. So what uh, what's in store for us for 2021? Um, first of all, what a what a what a what a year we've had. Um, I think it kind of took off when we were in quarantine. Uh, we released that start creating episode. We released that quarantine like a winter episode. And we kind of had to back that up. We had to put our money where our mouth is, walk the talk. And I feel like we did a good job. It was very fun to, you know, have something to work on when all hell was breaking loose. Getting on a deep level, this was kind of like a level of normalcy, I feel like. We always had the group chat rolling. We always had something to do next. You know, Jake was there at that time. We had some good camaraderie, this, that. Um, but I think the trick is going to be once all these exterior distractions start coming back as shit starts opening up gotta stay the course come too far to quit now but what do you see in the future for us what do you want to get done nick as a business partnership as bold boys bold boys well i think for sure it gives gave us a, a crap ton of purpose and that's what i really realized over the past year is 
like obviously I make money outside of this and say in Mexico or in Italy, like I was living La Dolce Vita. Like it was freaking amazing, you know, in the Mafia Coast swimming, you know, with girls drinking. And like, and I was like, then this is nice. And then it gets old. You know what I mean? But then I have something to look forward to build and, and create with this bold perceptions that give us a shit ton of purpose. Um, I think 1000% that we've done something with it. Cause what we're top 5% in the world, according to the stats, you know, I mean, that one website, we can link that stuff. Cause a lot of podcasts, if you guys don't know, don't like go past like nine episodes. I think we're at like 150 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then we've taken some off, we've done this and that, um, you know, and then, but I, I've always measured the success by the connections and the skills learned. You know, I just got offered some pretty decent money to help out on another podcast. And like, you know, I wouldn't have considered myself a podcast ep- expert before I got this offer. I was like, what the fuck? So, I mean, that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, just the, the, the benefits in my real life I've gotten from this has been, you know, the speaking skills, the networking, the marketing, um, working with other people to create something. I mean, it's been a freaking amazing. I'm so grateful that kept this thing going. Like we've been through a couple of hosts. We were just talking about that. But yeah, this past year, I think has been fantastic. I think we're on the cusp of like hitting one of those breakthroughs. We always talk about, it. oh, it's going to come soon that we're going to blow up. But even if we never did, the amount of people and shit I've gotten from this has been 100% well worth it. And to answer your question, you know, this next year, I know for me in my personal life, I'm fully jumping into this like nomadic, crazy uh, world. Like I'm doing the foreign income exclusion thing. I'm pretty sure I can say that where you stay out of the country for 330 days of the year and you pay very, very little taxes. That's for all you travel people. Like if you're working online, I would look into that big time. You can write off a shit ton of money, not write off, but you just don't pay taxes on a shit ton of money. You know, I'm going to move to Thailand after Italy, which will be freaking amazing. And, but I'm hoping that we can start pumping money into this podcast. Cause a lot of it's been like, you know, you pay for some RSS uh, feed stuff and maybe a couple things here and there. And we put down a, a decent amount of money on our shirts, but really like pay for like promotion. Cause that's the big thing too. You can have the best content in the world, but if no one hears it or gets in their ears, like, yeah. And we got to put a video out there. People need to see our faces. Well, they got to see your fit. They got to see your fit. But no, and like you said, we don't really pay for anything right now. And um, it honestly, it, it's been kept afloat by uh, all the listeners. And it's actually pretty cool. Like we got listeners in every part of the world. Um, I hope you guys reach out to us a little more. Honestly, we're on, we're on Insta. Like, well, we're real people. We're on that Instagram all day. But the other thing is if you like our shit, like seriously, share it. Uh, that's kind of what's keeping us rolling right now. We uh, we get we have some funny engagers out there in the audience. We like hearing from you. Uh, we have good bits. You know, the comedian boys, as Nick said in the beginning, they like our bits. But yeah, no, it's it's been very uh, fulfilling. Honestly, uh, we're not stopping. Don't worry. And um, even if that break never comes, Nick, like you said, I've been paid more than forward with the value personal lessons, networking, this, that it's fun stuff. Very fun. The, the big thing I missed is the main freaking thing is how do we connect the doers? Yes. I mean, you've done a little behind the scenes with trying to like uh, group chat people and, and they do this, they do that. And it's, it's good for the most part, but how do we like really connect people? Cause this is how I think we can separate. There's a lot of podcasts and maybe they're not as, you know, charismatic as us and that's the difference you listen to us for or because you know us but there's a lot of podcasts that talk about this kind of cool stuff and you know like so why wouldn't you listen to like say like a a rogan or a ferris over us i mean they got the nice mics they got the crazy guests so how do we separate ourselves and i've always said if i could listen to a podcast that i liked that i was interested in and i would had the ability to possibly connect with the guest or the host to do like business or the travel or you know, um, create with a friend with, I would be engaged in that big time. Cause every, every week you'd be like, Oh, who's this? Like, maybe this is the person that like it changes your life, you know, like a relationship could change your life. That's the big thing this year is how the fuck do we get people to connect with each other? I've said it for a while. I was like, we have to showcase it. We have to do it for people like, Hey, put them in the group, you know, make something out of it, take some photos, show it to people. And if we do it enough, 
then I think people in the community be like, okay, hey, like this isn't weird. Like I can reach out, you know, to these guys and maybe they can put me in contact with them. But I think that's like the ultimate value is if you can get real life stuff from listening to a podcast, I think that's where, where, where things could take out. But yeah, we need help too. Like, yo, sign up for the newsletter, you know, give us your email um, and then, you know, engage more and all that stuff. But if we can do that, I think it's the ultimate separator. Cause to me, if I, if I'm listening to podcasts, like, you know, a lot of that, well, luckily this has helped me be able to talk to people that I watch. Like we had Raphael on, um, I've reached out to a couple other people where I've gotten in contact with. It's like, Oh, cause I built this, this leverage that I can reach out to you. And what if a listener could do that? That'd be super cool. And like you said, I mean, relationships are equity and you're not just going to be able to reach out to anybody you hear on just any other pod, a B, a lot of other pods, you probably listen to a pod every day. Sorry, my car studio's beeping in the background. That's just one of the many pros of this place. Um, you might just have that podcast go in one ear out the other as you move on to the next one. With this, if you could listen and then reach out and then have that person in your life, you're continuously retaining info that's going to help you. You're building a network too. And like I said, relationships are equity. You just never know who's going to offer what to you. It's, it's, it's weird. One door opens the other. And um, yeah, we need to, we need to figure out how to do that. So um, if you have any ideas too, hit us up. Um, you guys know where to find us. We're, we're not, we're nothing without the gang, the audience gang. So anything you guys got, let us know. I just want to highlight some people too. Um, so we talked about Kubel. He's blowing up. You listen to his episodes about like chiropractor, myth versus facts, but it's pretty cool to see that. Doof, Dufan. We had her on probably last quarantine. I met her in Italy. She released like a poetry book. Um, I got a copy. It's being sent to the my family's home back back in the States. So that's pretty cool. Good for her. Be real. Why don't you do yeah. that? Um, it's the diary of a young black woman. That's what it's called. And yeah, she just uh, released it now. I think she sold a handful of copies too. So good for her. Tevin, Tevin just did the same exact thing. He just released a poetry book as well. Yeah, Tevin's got a lot of different ideas. You're talking about some like, I don't know if you can speak on that, but that dude's always thinking of something. He's he's a, and it's cool. He's starting to um, because we talked to him um like a couple of months ago. We zoomed about his uh his brand was kind of this party wild boy MTV. And like, he was well aware of it and he was trying to like work with his team to switch it into the back to like the more progress, more often person. It was pretty neat being behind the scenes for like a, a transition, a brand transition. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, he had, he was living a double life. I mean, he's always living like a quadruple life with all his business ideas, but yeah, it was interesting. He was, you know, he transitioned from MTV. He still is MTV party guy. Um, wild, you know, heartbreaker. Uh, but he wanted to transition into more of a, uh, a knowledgeable, informative, motivational speaker. And it's just interesting seeing him transition into that. Um, it was like being in, a, it was like being in a behind the scenes meeting with, uh, you know, like a movie star. They're like, hey, Keith Ledger, you got to get mean. You got to get Jokerish. You got to get sinister. It was funny to see like his, uh, his strategy behind that. But who else do you got? Who else you got to highlight and that makes me think of something is just like how fake the social media is. It's just, it's just so fake. It's so fake. And a couple of recent experiences I've had have blown the freaking doors wide open. Um, I, I probably could talk about it. it, it <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah. I mean, long story. Yeah. Okay. Long story short, I was hanging out with um, a transvestite in Merida. So it's like, we know what a tranny is. Anyways, no, I don't have sex with trannies. I'm not interested in that. But at this point, she's the only person that speak, spoke English in the freaking city. And she was cool. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, show me around. That's cool. What she told me, well, first of all, she looks really good. Very, very good. She's got like 150,000 followers on Instagram. So like that's big in Mexico. And no one knows she's a tranny on the, um, the Instagram. Like everyone thinks she's a girl. She's got dudes like proposing to her and all that stuff. And She's uh, she's kept it, you know, on the low of her her situation. But the stuff she told me. Would blow a lot of people's minds. I told you, George, and it, it's like you world famous people that you'll look at 100 percent differently. 
And it's just like, whoa, like looking behind the screen. And she showed me like 10 different girls on Instagram that were dudes that were dudes, but they're like, everyone thinks they're a girl. I'm like, this is freaking, it's just like, it's like uh, the matrix. The phone is so messed up. I'm telling you. And that's a problem too. Cause I've been in this lockdown. I see like my screen time thing go up and it's like, we were talking about this other day. It's all fake, but you subconsciously can't really tell, you know, consciously, Oh, this is not real, but it's, it's affecting you. Then you start comparing then you start, Oh, well, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? But it's all fake. Like 90% of the shit is fake. It's crazy. And that, that, that transvestite story, she's a cool chick, you know, like really cool. Liked her a lot. Awesome time. But she just like really blew my mind with how like really the rabbit hole, how deep it really goes. Yeah, that was uh, that was reality shattering. I You told me a little bit more about that. I was a little shook. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. But it was it was uh, very different from what I've, you know, believed, not believed, but just known to be true. Um, that was interesting. And I'm sure you'll have more of those moments as you hop around rabbit hole ruin you're just exploring yeah that's another going back to you know what is my my mindset that makes me do all this stuff is is stuff like that just the amount of weird experiences and and you feel alive that's what everyone says know what i mean it's just super you know i didn't know autopilot and it's like every day i'm experiencing something that maybe someone in their hometown or back where they live experiences like once a month know what i mean like my dopamine and my adrenaline is like crazy but then it's a trade-off right because then i don't have the oxytocin and you have to balance it and luckily for me like my genetics or my brain can thrive on a long time without oxytocin but it does hit you we've talked about this in the, the episode i did last summer when i was like fuck i remember highs and that. Lows. Lows the comfort zone right yeah yeah highs and lows of the comfort zone yeah i mean it's uh let me give you some credit here usually people you know they look to listen to podcasts where they're hosted by, you know, celebs or people that have the blue check mark. You are an interesting cat because you live at a young age, very, for lack of a better word, boldly. Uh, and you've had ex- experiences that are wild as hell. Being in a group chat alone with you, Nick, every day is like, what the hell are you about to text me now? Seriously. Cause you're, ha- you're always ahead of me at uh, the time zone. So I oftentimes wake up to just text that I'm not ready for. I'm just not ready for. And they're they're wild at times. But yeah, you're you're an interesting guy to listen to because you've had experiences a lot of people wouldn't dare to have. Um, different perspective, a bold perception. Take a drink. Um, yeah, you 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 see things, you do things differently that people could benefit from uh, listening to. And at first, they're kind of averse to it because you're like you said, you've been the black sheep before. But that means, I, in my opinion, that means you're doing something right. If you got people thinking you're the black sheep, they're just a little uncomfortable at how comfortable you are with being uncomfortable, if you guys can follow that. But, yeah, you're an interesting cat as we sit here with your chains, Rambo ruined the fit. I mean, it's it's good fun doing this stuff with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think you balance it out really well, too, because I think you you do a better job of living kind of the shit I t- talk about, but in uh, – that quote unquote, the comfort zone, you're able to spice up your life and, and be really happy at where you're at. You know what I mean, like, I admire that because when I was back there, I was like, fuck, I can't do it. And maybe that's because you haven't experienced what I've experienced, but I don't think so. I think you figured out a way to kind of hack into the matrix. Well, like your like your father, like I've said that a million times, like your father figured it out. He lived the, the, have the kids, the picket fence, but still live a rock star life. You know, he's a rock star. <laughs> I knows what he's doing. I don't even know. Yeah, he's he's in the band. He's a rock star. But yeah, I uh, I'm excited to see what we get on next too. I just want to add more people to the network, let more people into the bold circle. It's fun, like you said, we're selling those shirts. Um, those are legit shirts, by the way. You got a few right over in uh, Italy. And uh, yeah, why don't you hold it up? Dude, why do they look yellow? They look like a McDonald's like All-American game from my camera angle. There it is. Look at that. Come on. How do you not get that? It's bold. But yeah, we just did that. We just did that a little uh, collaboration with Ghost. Yeah, yeah talk about that. That's our first collab. That was amazing. We have videos. Uh, I mean, he, he Parks wants to do something more, I think. I mean, that was just cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool because, I mean, so Josh Parks is the owner of Ghost Fit Apparel. Look it up online, Ghost Fit Apparel. Really cool stuff. Marketed really, you know, swiftly, neatly. And uh, we sat down to do a little 
mini series collab, got the cameras rolling, the mics were rolling, rented out a little space. Me and Parks have been buddies for a while. We always talk about his business whenever we get together. We talk about the podcast. And then eventually we were like, dude, why don't we just like do something together? Our brands are congruent. And he's gotten offers before to do, you know, collabs with other pods, whatever. And he just didn't see the fit. Um, But since we're kind of more so about, you know, getting out there, being bold, improvement, um, just not really giving a fuck about what other people think he was in. And so we went behind the curtains of small business and what it's like to be a small business owner. Cause he started this in college while playing football. Um, he works on it every freaking day. That's the other thing. Entrepreneurship usually gets glamorized as like you're in a hammock a year two on the beach, making money off your phone. You don't got to answer to anybody. You are sipping mojitos. The second you wake up, you check your bank account. It's a million bucks. Like, no, this is a grind. Like a lot of these people, dude, that we've had on, they grind and they, they, they deserve it. They deserve the success they get, but it's not, it's not a walk in the park and parks kind of shed a light on that by talking about what he does every day, what he has to deal with every day. Uh, the highs, the lows, feeling every different emotion, uh, you know, thoughts of quitting here and there. It's just never ending. So it was cool to get behind the curtain of that, see that. And uh, he's come a long way. He's got NFL players rocking his gear. Um, I actually reached out to one of them last night. I'm hoping he comes on. Um, yeah, he's leveling up and it was just cool to collab with them. It was just a checkpoint. Cause we want to, like you said, be more than a podcast. And, um, it was fun. It was a fun way to express. Well, yeah, bold starting to get that kind of underground thing we talked about. And, uh, it's kind of like, what, this is kind of cool. I Who are these guys? Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about this whole thing is the, the amount of win-win it was that I mean, I mean, it's super cool. And now we got a, a supplier you know, what I mean, we got a good deal for good quality stuff that came pretty damn quick. And like, we didn't have to do that much. Like normally when you buy this stuff, it takes a long time and you get the right person, the right stuff. And, but we, 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 we gave them a kind of this cool platform. We did like this video shoot and it was just a total win-win. I mean, it's freaking neat. But like I was saying with the, like bold starting to get that little kind of cool thing, we've had people like kind of bigger people reach out to us. You know, the skinny Vinny was pretty cool how he did that. And so it's cool. You just keep your, your, your head going straight and, and just keep pumping stuff out. And cause like, I've always said this too. Normally when you, when you really put yourself out there, you think like everyone's thinking about you, but they're not, you know what I mean? They're really not. And so you just put your foot one by one and do it. Also, I haven't, I haven't told you this. I'll tell you this on camera. So I'm currently jumping through hoops to get a pretty damn well-known Instagram business guy on here. And uh, I'm still waiting back to hear because I had to, he DM me back, said email me, uh, emailed him. Then I got put through his, to his agent, then to his second agent that I got to fill out a questionnaire. Then I get told he's only got 20 minutes due to, you know, high volume of requests. So I'm waiting to hear back on him. But then his, uh, one of his other agents emailed me and said, hey, dude, just checked out your page. I actually would love to talk to you uh, tomorrow, today, it's today at noon. And he said, I've got a few guests in mind for you. That would be epic for this podcast. Uh, they fit your mold. So I'm excited about that. But that just goes to show like taking action leads to weird doors opening and you just can't sit there and let things come to you, you know? And uh, I think that's something that a lot of our guests have in common. And I admire that. And it's fun to talk to like-minded people. So if you, and if you guys, if you guys have any, there's a couple people in our DMs consistently that always are giving us suggestions on who to get on. I love that. I wish more people did that. And on Instagram, bold underscore perceptions. If you have one, follow us and don't be afraid to, you know, shout names out. Cause that's, that's fun to go hunt them down. I love that angle of this. It's like sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun kind of go scoop a tiger. You know what I mean? You get a high when you get it and then, and they see you in your car and they're like, what did I sign up for? And then what the hell within, am I doing on a podcast? Yeah. It, it, within five minutes, you, you got them wrapped around your finger. You're a sly little bastard. You know that George sly. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, the hack in the matrix. You call it. I'm going to, I'm going to carry that one with me inside after we're done. Now. Beautiful. Good. I think we hit a lot of good points here and just keep this puppy rolling and just can, how do we connect the doers? Please, listeners, we're trying to connect you, talk to us, and we're trying to make this our vehicle. The podcast we've always talked about is the vehicle. 
and the benefits come from outside of it and what it creates and what it mix, mixes and matches and, and whatnot. So, but I think this can be a crazy freaking year. I'm super excited. And, you know, maybe this world finally wakes up and goes back to normal and we're on the forefront. We, we took, we took COVID with the stride. So it was good. We did. We did. Of course, live bold. Of course, share us. Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're on the whole shebang. Uh, and Instagram, that's our main communication method. So seriously, follow us. Bold underscore perception. Perceptions. And DM us. I don't care what it is. If you want to tell me I look stupid in my car, I'd love it. Tell me. And uh, Nick, take it away. Closing thoughts and anything else. Yeah, what you said. Live bold. Live freaking bold. Um, remember, you only got the one life type deal, how cliche it is, but look how fast last year went. I mean, here's what I was thinking too. And I was in this, this lockdown because I had to, I was supposed to whatever quarantine. Right. And I'm like, dude, you don't get 14 days of your twenties back. You know what I mean? Like this has been a whole year. So, and that's why I promised myself last quarantine when I was 60 days in my freaking apartment. I was like, dude, stop taking shit for granted and just do it. Like you get invited to something, go, go see it. Like I gotta get, I got invited to Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. I didn't get into the game, but I'm like, do I want to go? Like I was just in Mexico and uh, I was talking to my father and he's like, dude, like it's Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are playing in Tampa Bay. It's a once in a lifetime thing. Like you need to go. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. So I went and it turned out to be just an amazing experience. Know what I mean? So like live, people are, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do this and that, know what I mean? And it's, you know, I think this big quarantine thing, like, dude, you don't get a year of your twenties back. Know what I mean? Like. You're going to be like, fuck. So you got to go. You got to move. You got to live. And and you got to listen to bold perceptions, baby. And quick shout out to Freezer Tarps in Tampa Bay. You should have you should have been out there with them. You should have connected with them. I think they need to come back on. They're saying they're buying shirts. I need to see that order come through, Freezers. And uh, maybe this is my sign to go to Punta Cana with them. Man, I think I just got to do it. Yes. 100%. All right, guys. Till next time. Ciao.